Hi guys and welcome to the this edition of the Friday Wrap on the 18th of September. Uh, today I've got uh, Sarah Efferman on the line. Hi Dan. I, I said the name wrong again, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, good grief. And you can hear me, not, you know, um, was it uh, banging my desk. Uh, but anyway, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we normally uh, Michael Tran's on the line, but he's actually gallivanting around uh, New South Wales, where he they're still free up there. Well, we are not. We are certainly not. Thanks for having me. I've got big shoes to fill. Uh, all good. Now, thanks for taking time. Um, so let, let's let's get right into the news. Um, sure. Basically, uh, we, we can't avoid the fact that we're still in lockdown. Um, we can't. No, so obviously, you know, the majority of the listening audience is in the finance space or finance brokers. Uh, what that means is that, um, you know, I'm going it through myself right now. I'm, I'm trying to, I would like to sell a house, um, but I can't because the photographers can't come in to take photos. Yep. Um, real estate agents cannot, uh, are not allowed to take in uh, customers to, to even inspect the properties. So, um, Really, that also means that um, valuations can't be done in person yes. once anyway. Yeah, big impact on the so, space. Oh, absolutely! It's um, and and the figures basically can show that then um, you know, it's, it's basically fallen off a, a, a I wouldn't say a cliff. It's more like a um, a, a ravine or what do you call it? A, <laughs> That's still a cliff, but a I void. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, English is not my forte, so I'm just trying to. <laughs> Uh, I think it's 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 really interesting because it's it's also what it is like for us now living in lockdown. But it's the future implications of what mm. this means, not just in this quarter, but the coming quarters of this financial year and the next five financial years. So mm, absolutely. Um, now, so so apart from that, let's let's you know. I think another thing that's COVID related, um, JobKeeper. Um, I've said this in the couple, last couple of weeks as well. As you know, JobKeeper is being renewed or, or up for renewal, yep. and so forth by the end of September. Yeah. Um, passed the house pe- yesterday. Sorry, what? Yes, passed the house yesterday. Yeah. Yep. So um, some people will miss out. Some people will be better off, and so forth. But. Um, interestingly, um, a bit of um, news that came aboard, but um, you know that uh, the New York uh, University, NYU, yep. has a has a branch in Australia? Yes, it does. Um, now, the, the funny thing is they're actually like one of the top 10 uh, revenue earners in terms of universities in uh, the US, if not in the world. I think their, their revenues mm-hmm. in the billions a year, right? But they actually qualify, or well, the Australian branch qualifies for it. Yes. Whereas... Um, some universities in most Australia of the, yeah, don't. most of the universities in Australia don't actually qualify based on their size. Mm, absolutely. So, which is which is a bit weird. Um, you know, these are, are, are what you'd call unintended consequences. Yes, people, they are um, doing uh, <laughs> laws, and then obviously it's not um, not suiting everyone. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was a surprise to me. I did not know that the NYU had a branch yet, but there you go. Well, apparently if they qualify, though, according to the treasurer, then they're eligible. If they qualify mm-hmm. by the revenue losses, then they're eligible. But um, he's also making no comments on the individual tax affairs of one JobKeeper recipient. So interesting yeah. to see what happens moving forward because it is being called a double standard. Well, it, it is, it is. Um, but uh, but that said, uh, you pointed out something to me uh, prior to us having this chat about the uh, international students. Yes. Um, so I, I guess it's, it's it's pretty obvious, right? The international student numbers is uh, also um, jumped off the cliff. Yep. Um, simply <laughs> because um, you know the, there's limits in terms of how many people can enter Australia. Yep. Um, is it? Per, per month or per week, whatever it is. Per day, uh, yeah. And per, yep. per day, yeah. And then obviously you can't attend classes. 
So um, that that's caused all sorts of major dramas, and and that um, again goes towards the uh, these universities making losses. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you know universities in, in Melbourne's. I mean, um, you know, like the, the RMIT, that they're facing massive job losses right now. Well, you know, so just to give a comparison, in July last year, in 2019, there was 143, 840 students, student visa arrivals, and mm-hmm. in 2020, only 40. Wow, it's a big gap, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, you, you, just on that, all the flow on effects in terms of that, because mm-hmm. I think where the misconception with most people is that um, these students coming in, they're all wealthy. Um, they are absolutely not. No. Uh, the majority of them actually rely on, you know, on actually getting, picking up part-time jobs, mm-hmm. uh, whether that, that is, you know, um, on the books or even cash jobs, right? Um, yep. You know, so, uh, and, and that has a massive flow on effects too. So, um it's 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 incredibly um bad or dire as we're looking at it. It's anyway. also I think you'll also find in the hospitality industry, uh, they're mm. they're struggling already. They're struggling because they can't open to their normal capacity, but they're also struggling where they are able to open to find staff because they rely mm. on the international student visa places to mm. help them mm. with their short term casual staffing requirements. Yeah, absolutely. Them and, and the backpackers yep. as well. Yeah. Um, now, you pointed something else out with regards to uh, the job figures. Yeah. <laughs> interesting times. <laughs> well, it, it, well, yeah, very interesting times. Um, now, you, you pointed out that the, uh, the gig jobs um, yep. are on the rise. Yeah, they are. So, gig jobs are things that are like um, Uber driver um, or delivery drivers, that short-term income space that usually requires you to be self-employed, have an ABN, sole trader. Um, and so when we do our our unemployment figures, they if you're in, if you have your ABN, you're technically employed, which means our mm. um, job figures have actually dropped. Um, our mm. unemployment rate has dropped in the last month, which yep. is a surprise because they thought it would go up, but they didn't. They sort of failed to account for the gig jobs. Um, mm. But the problem with the gig jobs is that uh, you don't necessarily work a lot of hours a week, so it's not really no. employment. Um, it might be a couple hours here or a couple hours there, but um, yeah, it makes mm-hmm. it tough to give you accurate figures. So it also means from a lender point of view, we're going to see a lot more ABNs coming through in applications in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that short-term work piece is going to be an interesting one to watch as to where or not you can place that type of that type of client. Yeah, absolutely. So there, there it goes, uh, you know, stats, stamps, stats, and um, lies? No. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm I'm really bad at my. Have you got ISO brain? I've got ISO. Brain. I I have a little <laughs> bit, yeah, but you know, um, but uh, anyway, talking about ISO brains and so forth, um, with the uh, um, actually that that, uh, that might come off really badly, um, but uh, you also pointed out something that was quite interesting with regards to the um, ASX uh, in terms of sorry the top. 200 ASX businesses yep, in terms were, of yep. female representation. Yes, there were 25 um, CEO appointments mm-hmm. in um, top 200 ASX companies in the last 12 months and mm. only one of those turned out to be female. Well, that, that is an interesting turn, yep. isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So that's, so that's a change. So, And then the overall representation of women in the top 200 has dropped from 12 to 10. And that might not seem like a very important figure but it gives a very clear indication of the state of affairs currently. Um, and there's been a lot of talk as well about women being adversely affected 
um, through JobKeeper and um, the work from home piece because they're mm. usually working from home and parenting and being the teacher and um, that's if they, they have been able to return to work in the first place. So yep. it's it's a stark contrast and it would be something we'd like to see turn around. Mm. Um, but I suppose things will just take some time till we can get some clarity on, on where we're heading as a country and a state before we can sort of address some of those other issues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let, let's move it back in terms of what's happening in the finance and coffee community. Sure. Um, so uh, number one, a, a massive shout out to Sarah Daly. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so Sarah, if you, if you are listening or if anyone's missed it, um, or just do a search uh, for Sarah Daly, D-A-L-Y. Uh, she did a post last night and she said that she had her first two deals approved as a broker. So that that's a massive thing. So Massive achievement. Congratulations, yeah. Sarah. I think as well you posted that um, it was within a couple of days. It didn't take you very long at all. So great use of uh, being able to strategically look where you were going to place those deals and get them done for your benefit yep. of your clients straight away. And the, the other thing is also shout out to the rest of the communities who actually uh, you know, gave it encouragement and, and likes and so forth because that one uh, hit her post hit I think like over 200 um, likes so which is pretty cool. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so the other thing obviously the MFWA conference wrapped up yesterday. Um, yep. Now, um, there is obviously, you know, some people can't attend because they would have had other uh, appointments and so forth. Um, but like with most things, um, thankfully, because it's digital, uh, you can still log in up yep. until the 25th of this yep. month. Um, and then after that, it'll go into the members' resources. So if you are a MFWA member, um, please uh, get reacquainted with the navigation there. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah, because there's some great talkers, right? So there's going to be some evergreen content there so people can go back and, and look at that mm. moving forward when you've got Absolutely. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now, the, the other thing in terms of uh, Funnest Coffee related is actually me. Um, yes. So I, Big changes I resi- for DN. Yes, big changes indeed. Um, so I resigned from my role as state manager for Valiant. Um, so I, I've moved away from being an employee to a partner. So I'm going to get the, uh, the partnerships uh, for Valiant Finance so that other finance and coffee members can actually uh, utilize the, uh, I suppose, the, the add-ons uh, to their businesses. So, um, you know, for brokers who don't know how to do SME lending yep. or don't have time or don't know or don't want to do it, uh, it's a good partnership to have a look at uh, to assist your business. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I use Valiant myself. There you go. I, I introduced Valiant to you. <laughs> 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 um, now, the, the other uh, sort of awesome announcement, or soon to come official anyway, would be uh, Sales Tracker uh, have come on board as a major sponsor to Funds and Coffee. So, wow. um, look, uh, I mean, you know, look, uh, look, basically keep in touch with us because we're going to be uh, giving the, uh, the, the membership some pretty cool tools in the next coming months. So, yeah, so Delabor, thank you so much for t- having the faith and, um, you know, uh, something else as a sponsor for Funds and Coffee. Uh, yeah, that's but, amazing. Uh, yeah. Thanks, mate. Um, so apart from that, you know, I'm technically unemployed. Uh, so, <laughs> You're moving uh, to the gig economy, are you? I am getting to the gig economy. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, it's, it's very exciting times for myself. So it's, um, you know. I think there's it, a lot of space at the moment, despite how heavy and hard some of, especially if you've been in Melbourne, some of this lockdown has been. But there are some amazing opportunities if you're able to really have a good look at where you're at with your business and, you know, move it to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I think there are some exciting things to watch out for. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, but on that, let's wrap up the Friday wrap for this week. It's a quick uh, one. <laughs> and it, it is a quick one, and hopefully we'll catch you back next week as a co-host um, to see if there's anything changing, and especially in terms of the Melbourne... Uh, sorry, the Victorian political landscape. See if we so still we were expecting the something last week. By then. <laughs> well, you know, there was rumours flying last week, but uh, it didn't eventually. So let's, let's see if it happens next week. Okay? True. Although, just quickly, there's been a vote of no confidence moved. So we'll see how ah, long that... it lasts. Yeah, that happened overnight. <laughs> well, okay, I did not know that. So there we'll reassess well, next Friday as to what's we going will, on in that parliament. Um, whether we're going to I, vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go out there and have ca- ca- coffees with people. I so, know, yeah. absolutely. I can't wait to get out and support some local business and see some real people face to face. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Sarah, Ian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.